Welcome to Your Music Saved Us, where two friends blast ourselves into the past to relive and recontextualize the alternative Christian music we grew up listening to in the 1990s and maybe 80s. My name is Jay, and I'll be your host this week. And joining me are two folks on this wonderful episode. I've got Clifton. Clifton, how are you doing? It's early for us. Very early, but it's good. <laughs> and our special guest, Donovan. Donovan, how are you? I'm good, fellas. Thank you for agreeing to meet me at this crazy tower. <laughs> <laughs> Donovan, um, give us some background, man. Tell us... Tell us a little bit about you. You are on the Excommunication Station, a wonderful podcast, but Thank I don't you. know. Give us a little more background. Uh, yeah, so I grew up uh, ma- mainly Lutheran, uh, was born into it, baptized that first, and I uh, grew up in a pretty strict, uh, like, standard 50s kind of household where we had to, like, um, meet our dad at the door and things like that. Oh, wow. And... uh. It was. I didn't realize how crazy it was in my house though until I was way into adulthood, literally like five years ago. When my spa- <laughs> like when I started doing the podcast was basically when I was like, "Oh, that's not normal." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just grew up in a pretty crazy religious household. But my dad had a lot of mental health issues and ended up doing mm-hmm. a lot of crazy things. And uh, when he was going through these bouts, he would like go back and forth with religion, but it was never like mildly. It was always extreme. And like, yeah. I literally remember times where he would completely abandon it and watching Mallrats with him. And then the next week we're listening to James Dobson on the couch for like the whole weekend, like doing like notes together and him explaining things to me. <laughs> so it was very weird in my house. My dad was also a DJ. So I grew up with like a lot of music and uh, I helped out with uh, a lot of stuff like the VFW hall and shit like that. So I grew up with a lot of older music, but mainly i listened to like pop and rap and i think i explained that to you guys when i was a kid i mostly listened to that stuff but it was also a lot of secular stuff which was also another weird thing so mainly i grew up with secular music i didn't really listen to christian christian music till i was like six and by myself till i was like eight or nine so yeah that's why my life's a little weird with that kind of stuff i've realized a lot of people (laughs) didn't have that with with our community Well, speaking of music, let me let me ask you or Clifton, whoever wants to do it, what are we listening to today? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we are listening to Carmen, uh, the the big guy himself, the head honcho of the CCM <laughs> world, the sex symbol. <laughs> I, a selection curated by Donovan. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Let me pick him this way. <laughs> because- I didn't want to listen to a fucking album. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. Like these four songs was hard enough. Um, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's funny because we we literally just did our our like eight part series on them or seven part series like months ago, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll be fine to just pick a couple songs. But god damn, I'm still fatigued on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I still do his voice sometimes at home, and it's like I get PTSD from it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, well, a, a couple quick questions that we, that we always ask, and I'm curious to hear from you two. Um, 
was this played in youth group? Uh, for for me, it was, and that's another weird thing is my dad. My dad was the DJ at youth group lock-ins and stuff. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was always in like ingrained in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear Carmen until junior high, like my first youth camp was the first mm. time I heard Carmen. Because my parents listened to like back at that point, they listened to like just pop radio, you know, like. Michael Jackson and my dad was like, you know, a huge fan of like classic rock. I grew up listening to like Led Zeppelin in Boston and stuff like that. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty sure I heard this at youth group. I also feel like, and my memory may be wrong, but I think I discovered my mom had a Carmen tape and I think it was revival <laughs> in the land. <laughs> and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but um, I'm pretty sure like, we're we're going to discuss the lead off track on, on here, but I think I one time heard that when I was maybe like, you know, 10 or 11 was like, Oh, mom's rocking. Like this is, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And thought it was really cool. Um, uh, so yeah, <laughs> I also feel like that is like the peak age to appreciate Carmen is about like 11. Yeah, um, for sure. So yes, <laughs> absolutely. And then when you act, when you're 11 and then you'd act, you discover the uh, like Carmen, yo kids at that age, then you start to realize maybe he's not that cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> I also like, why did he bother with a kid's album? Cause isn't all his music like, no, right. it's definitely aimed at grandmothers. It's right. definitely yes. aimed at grandmothers. Oh yeah. He was trying. Yeah. He was definitely trying to get some ladies with those songs, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. One other thing that we normally asked, are we getting preached at? That really? <laughs> yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> like exclusively though, like it's not there's no life in this. It's just Yeah. Like it's just Pentecostal talking points. Now, to be fair, and Donovan yeah. knows more than we do, um, we're just listening to like a selection of a few songs, and Clifton and I have covered Witch's Invitation on another episode. But like <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe there are a few songs out there where you're not being preached at i'm not sure but yeah it definitely seems no. like that's all this is that's all he basically does every song he does is basically you're a piece of shit and you need jesus okay <laughs> oh man um so uh i want to remind people before we jump in to visit patreon.com slash ymsu to contribute to get extended episodes we just recorded an episode for patrons last week so uh it's up yeah, so like, look, we're trying. We're trying to do this stuff. Hell yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see if we can get a little more regular about that. Um, but Clifton, you said you had something prepared. So tell us about Carmen, please. All oh, right. Yeah. So I've just got a couple hours of short clips here to play. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. You're just stealing from another podcast. I'm cool with it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do this. Go listen to Excommunication Station. They did like a five-part, six-part, I don't know, way too many episodes on this. Well, I forgot how um, many after we did the mailbag episode. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we were like, yeah, let's do that. And then I was making the cover out. I was like, God, what fucking number is this? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it just go listen to Excommunication Station. They did a way too many part on it. You know, you can listen, you can hear about Carmen's drug use. You can mm. hear about his affairs. You can hear everything. I'm joking. 
But, uh, <laughs> not really, though. Listen to that last episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm just over here nodding. You're pretty right. His, his brother's <laughs> mysterious death. All that crazy yes, stuff. Yes, that, that was weird, right? <laughs> yeah, man. His movies. <laughs> Definitely oh. some some crime connection there, I think. Oh, yeah, know? for sure. Jay, Jay, Jay uh, asked me before we started recording, before you got on, Donovan, if, mm-hmm. if Carmen was gay. Do you think Carmen was gay? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we talk about that a lot. Don't even there's a, no, no, there's a, so much homoerotic stuff in his music, man. Especially in his <laughs> videos, man. Oh, a yeah. lot of dudes in like really tight clothing are basically none and they're just like that's the devil and you're like hmm why is that the devil Carmen <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> you you can tell a lot from what 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 people decide is is the uh is like the main sin that they're going to talk about kind of stuff mm, right yeah oh yeah but the, well, doing our podcast has taught me very much like I, I've I've started to see people projecting way more clearly than I've ever have in my life <laughs> <laughs> do we need um all right. Do we need any background? I'm going to guess there might be somebody listening to this episode out there that knows nothing about Carmen. I know that seems almost impossible, but. um, Well, he was he started out as like a little like a like country dude that played his guitar and made like little funny, like folksy, like funny country kind of songs. But he had like his really like thick New York, New Jersey accent. He always dug like this. So he's yeah. playing his he's playing his guitar, but he talks like this and he's trying to make people like <laughs> fall in love with Jesus. And so he did that, and then he put out his own albums, but then he got signed by a label, I believe, and he got pretty freaking huge. Uh, he just, But he bites everybody else's sounds. That was the other thing. He followed, like, the trend. Yeah. So, But, like, he never, I don't think he ever really peaked the way he wanted to. He never reached the status he wanted to, but he was insanely influential. Yeah. Uh, and he was basically, like, I guess the way I thought of him as a kid was because my favorite artist as a kid was Michael Jackson. Like I was obsessed with Michael Jackson and he was, he was parallel to that to me with his sound a lot of the time. And I looked at him as, as kind of the Christian Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. this is, definitely this wrong. Feels, <laughs> this feels dirty though, because Michael Jackson was made good music. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Definitely gonna, wrong. <laughs> Car. Carmen found one thing and did it over and over. <laughs> right, Carmen's uh, right now. Carmen's like Michael Jackson. Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> Michael Jackson's like that's not cool. <laughs> also, I think it's important to notice that I think more than a musician, he was just a shrewd businessman. That was the biggest thing. Yeah, he would like get people to volunteer to do like everything at his concerts, even like scaffolding, yeah. lighting, and like he wouldn't pay anybody. And then when he would also mm-hmm. get people to pay him for his appearances. So he's rolling into town, not paying a dime, getting money. <laughs> yeah. Make it like no one really knows how much he made, but we tried to break down his money and it was well into millions. He, that man made it a yeah. lot off of a lot of people's backs. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I'm sure making his albums was was similar to to uh, to the concert thing. Like listening to this, one one comment I had at the end when I was done listening to everything over and over again was, I feel like, the motto of making a carbon album was mm. better than good, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no second takes. There's not even second writing takes. It's just whatever mm-hmm. comes out of your head the first time yep. or, or, you know, comes out of the guitar or piano. That's just what it is. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I think I made the joke on ours where uh, I said uh, the way he wrote his albums was basically he grabbed a top 40. 
and like was looking at it and was just basically circled the ones he thought was the coolest sounding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hired some studio musicians and just told them to like play something that sounds like that. Man, they were not even <laughs> studio musicians. They were church musicians, 100%. Like the piano, <laughs> like Miss Ruth, the piano player. <laughs> it's almost like Weird Al, but just like serious, right? <laughs> That's Yes, that is perfect. <laughs> Once again, Weird Al is an artist. And I feel like this is <laughs> yeah right. And to say weird out but serious, that seems a little shameful. <laughs> he takes his work very seriously, sir. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to skip some of the questions we normally do, but I guess the one I have for both of you, and if and it's hard for me to remember this myself, but can you remember your first encounter with Carmen? Your first memory of hearing Carmen? I do. Okay, because I it's it's that. It's the in, in in my very first youth camp. I remember it was, and it was the, it was it was the summer between sixth and seventh grade. So I probably would have been like eleven, something like that, right? Um, and I remember I can I can still picture the uh, the chapel that we were in, and it was basically like Carmen was like mixed in with like deep and wide deep and wide or you know like <laughs> there's a fountain okay sorry yeah yeah right and then the next song was carmen you know like. so which which one's the lesser of the two evils <laughs> i mean at the time that, were you like oh my god what is this this is badass oh, yeah. yeah it was the coolest thing ever yeah. what song was it i hope it was the holy ghost hop <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember i think that was right around is that right around the time like maybe the standard came out or maybe the standard came out right after that i don't remember mm. oh um, man but yeah so it's i don't know it just but i remember carmen being mixed in there mm-hmm. and it was definitely that time when he was trying to do like more of the youth type stuff you know yeah uh not not and and because jay you're right he, that that wasn't all his stuff aimed towards kids and that happened later but i think in the 80s he was more aimed towards grandmas yeah, yeah. fair one that's around the time of uh, America again and stuff, right? Where he just like yeah. kind of went balls to the wall, Christian nationalist. And it was it was very Christian nationalist. I remember that. Yeah. Yes. When we listen- flag waving. Yeah. Man, when we when we like we could fucking Chaz just straight out read the lyrics to that song, and I was just silenced. I was like, uh-huh. fucking dude. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? I remember as a kid just listening to that and vibing and be like, this. This is truth. And now yeah, I'm listening right. to it. I'm yeah. like, this is racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man. Yeah. That's it was a great eye opener. <laughs> uh with me, I the I remember the first time I listened to Carmen really where he was put on my radar. Uh my father was like huge in the internet when it first started, like getting big and stuff. And he was like obsessed with TBN.com. And they had uh, like a media page where like they had so much free shit for videos and a bunch of Carmen's concerts and music videos were on there. And one day when I got home from school, my dad had like this uh, one of the first adapters to take like a a fucking monitor cable for the computer and run it to an RCA TV. So oh, it was like yeah. really pixelated. You could, go from, you could you could go from like S video, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had, <laughs> he had that up there, and I'm like. Oh, he's like, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. And he played it. And I'm pretty sure it was Satan bite the dust. And it blew my mind. I'm like, what is happening? It was fun because of the demons and stuff. Right. And then like, I remember the devil looked like Alan Jackson. I was so freaking stoked. I loved it. 
and then I just, it was just a rabbit hole from there. My dad started downloading the concerts and stuff, and I was obsessed. <laughs> I, you know what's weird? Did, did, Car- did Donovan, did Carmen ever come to your like area? No, that's the other thing. I didn't start listening to it. Okay, so I was, I was about nine or 10. So that was like 2000, 2001. Okay. So this is when he was like kind of done, like still like yeah. making appearances and stuff, but he was done making albums and kind of was like in the background a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So it would have been funny and amazing if he just started showing up at malls. Like, you guys remember me? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was like ninety two or yeah, probably ninety two for me. Um, and but I don't remember ever ever he never came to like our area, which is weird because he went everywhere. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. He was popping up constantly. Like yeah, like so, random churches, arenas, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. One of my first memories was like seeing him in concert i'm pretty sure in my town and inviting my like (laughs) one non-christian friend (laughs) you know in sixth grade to it (laughs) somehow thinking it's really cool and this will convince this kid that uh, i'm gonna save this kid become a christian right um (laughs) and i don't remember really the outcome of that carmen yeah i also remember like and i don't know what came first but like I can't, I think it was my, my mom, strangely, but listening to that Witch's Invitation song yeah. and being like, oh my God. And you know, this is like, this was probably like late 80s, early 90s. There's still that like satanic panic kind of stuff yeah. going on. And I'd read like, you know, Frank Peretti books, This Present Darkness and like all, you know, just like oh, demons around every corner type thing. <laughs> right. And so that really like, it's like, oh my, oh wow. Tapped what is, that. you know, really yeah. captivated by that. It's a little taboo almost. Like, uh huh. Exactly. Maybe I like, be listening yeah. to this. This is okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine then, if you're a kid and your friend invites you to a Car- Carmen concert? You'd be like, fuck that guy. I'm never hanging out with him again. <laughs> <laughs> you just kept asking me uh, if I was A2J all goddamn day. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that coolest, means. By the way. Oh my A2J. God. I thought that was like peak cool. You know, again, I'm like 11. Um, But yeah. It's their yeah. version of uh, fucking uh, too legit to quit. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, if you're listening to this, like, what are they talking about? It means addicted to Jesus, everyone. Yeah. We're yeah. kicking it for Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's an album. See? Um, you, yeah. There you go. <laughs> b- before we jump into the music, I did just read one thing this morning, uh, and I think you guys might have covered it on your podcast, Autumn, but I thought this was like a perfect description. This is from Wikipedia, but it's, it's, um, it's Relevant Magazine, and it says, Carmen's musical style has been described by Relevant Magazine as operatic, story-driven songs that often centered around cosmic battles between God and Satan, similar <laughs> to Frank Peretti by way of Meatloaf. Um, which <laughs> yeah, I thought was meatloaf. like, oh God, that's pretty perfect. <laughs> On our podcast, whenever we have a guest, I always ask them if they, love meat- if they like Meatloaf, because that's one of my favorites. <laughs> like, I love Meatloaf, so that's beautiful. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> oh that is so perfect i was gonna say yeah if you're gonna try to introduce your friend the carmen and bring them over to christianity it's got to be one of the story songs for sure yep because those are always packed with emotion <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh anything else we need to say before we jump into the songs guys i'm sure I, we can say it afterwards <laughs> yeah, we won't i'm no we'll have nothing to say after all this <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump in. I think we're going to try to tackle this chronologically. Um, okay. 
but all of you listeners, you're you're spared. We're only doing four songs, so um, yeah, could be worse. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, could be this... doing five to six episodes. Oh yeah, exactly. If you want, goddamn yeah, track. I should say, if you really want the in-depth version of this, just go to Excommunication Station. They've got all the Carmen you could ever want, plus some. So, <laughs> or just go listen to Spirit-filled Pizza, and you'll know everything you need to know about this guy. Well, I was sitting in the kitchen with my cousin Frank, and when I thought of something really nice, that around the corner at Uncle Angelo's to sell a pizza for half a price. Well, old Cheech wanted pizza even more than me, so I gave him a dollar and then, four hours later, and would you believe, that Gugutz never came back again. <laughs> well, I was starting to worry. So <laughs> I sent my cousin for pizza and he got lost in church. What happened, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, so we're going to start with the well, these songs are off the album "The Champion," which I think came out in 1985, and I, this is probably like his third or fourth album at this point, something like that, right? That people um, know of. <laughs> yeah, but we're going. How old was he at this point? Good question. Oh, he was born in '56, so he's almost really? 30 at this point, right? He was the same year as my parents. Yeah, there he you was go. 30 in this. Almost, yeah. His 29. hair and those shoulder pads made him look much older. Yeah. He, he actually kind of looks, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Yu Yu Hakusho, but his, his style is very close to that. It's an anime. <laughs> <laughs> he does that, look, that stuck out to me. he does get a bit timeless, right? Like even when he's mm-hmm. older, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of amazing. He always looks about the same age. I think there's a lot of hair dye and makeup involved in that. Yeah. Well, but in vanity. All- yeah it's all it's also weird too because like the older he got the wider his shoulder pads got did you notice that like when he was younger his suits fit nicely but the older he got yeah, and then it, like, they got more, got more tr- oversized yeah like the <laughs> david byrne <laughs> they were huge <laughs> yeah this tiny little lollipop head <laughs> that was a little bit the style in the 90s but i don't know yeah 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 right. fair um okay Let's start with Revive Us, O Lord, off the album The Champion. God. (laughs) Or not. I mean, you both could sit there. I don't know. (laughs) I'm waiting on Clifton, but. (laughs) So it's. How do you. It's. The music for this is easy listening. Mm hmm. And like. But it's it's like cartoonish, easy listening, right? Like if yeah. you had to make a parody of easy listening music, you would get this. Just long intros. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm this might be the only point that I defend Carmen in the whole episode, but I actually did not hate the first part through the verse. But this song really shifts <laughs> at the chorus to almost a different sound. And I was like, Absolutely. What the hell? Yeah. Um, and so I was not I I mean, I didn't like absolutely hate it during the verse, but then when the chorus well, came sound, on, well, I was like, What? <laughs> yeah. For me, it felt like it didn't feel like 
church music until At first. The that yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's yeah. it, it shifts into like complete church music. You're like, you were doing yeah. fine, buddy. Why did why didn't you change? <laughs> full full choir and everything. I was gonna say, yeah. uh, one little game I like to do, and I've done it since I was a kid, is figure out what song he's biting off of. Like, what's the sound alike here? And ever since I was a kid, that beginning sounded like I want to know what love is. You know, that part right before oh, he starts singing. I've got to take a little time. gonna take a little time like right before that like ding, ding, ding. it always reminded yeah. me of that oh, so yeah. that's a fun little thing if anyone else listens to carmen like what song is he copying <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right I, yeah yeah the the problem with the, the the verse though is that it is just uh, it's it's well the lyrics are corny as hell i mean i mean <laughs> The lyrics are typical Christian. I mean, this is like exactly what we'd yeah. say in church, right? Like, and yeah, yeah, and and not just typical Christian, but like typical, like, and it's super Pentecostal, right? Mm. So it's all got to be like, we've just we're fucked enough. We're uh, well, let's let's keep it. <laughs> Take a little time to bear. <laughs> we like the power we once knew in our head. Whoever's doing the guitar and piano there though is like killing it. Yeah. Like <laughs> like they're 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 better than Carmen deserves. Oh yeah, you absolutely. <laughs> well, and again, I, I'm I'm listening to this and he's singing more than I'm used to with Carmen. Right? And so I'm kind of yeah. like, where's this going to go? Okay. Like, I'm like, hey, the lyrics are terrible, but I'm like curious <laughs> what the chorus is going to be. And then it, I'm just so disappointed. I was going uh, to point right. out too, like, like you were saying, uh, Cliff with the whole, uh, the whole thing about just, you're gross. You're a bad person. We've all messed up. <laughs> We've lost our way. But that's the other thing is it's always, Sound they always talk like we've had it once before, but we lost it and we got to get it back. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like even individually, but it's like I don't remember ever having it. I've been trying to get it from the start. <laughs> yeah, such a good point. And the first line is, "We've turned from your ways." Yeah, right. And and over and over again, I think throughout this song, it really hits me as kind of a uh, the we the we sounds like a very chosen people Israel kind of bullshit, you know. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, which honestly, I think is just the entire Old Testament, or at least the whole the whole judges part, which is the vast majority of of the the words written in the Old Testament, is just Israel fucking up and needing to be reminded that they're supposed to be God's people, right? Mm -hmm. and I think it's just lazy story writing because it's just it's like. Oh, remember that uh, that it's easy to live without God because he's not there kind of thing, you know? Oh, right. Shit. We keep doing this. You know? <laughs> yeah. How many times can you say the same thing? I remember basically when I got a little older, I was like, this is why I can't listen to Christian music. It's always the same thing. Every song. <laughs> yeah. 
And there's no, there's nothing personal to it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've turned from your ways, Lord, your fruit we've ceased to bear. Okay. Which is obviously a, <laughs> <laughs> which is a reference to uh, probably Paul. I think he he had uh, you know something about you know or no 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 maybe that's just straight up Jesus cursing the olive tree. You know since mm. it wasn't bearing fruit anymore, right? Mm. We lack the power we once knew in our prayers. That gentle voice from heaven we cease to hear and know. The fact that he is risen no longer stirs our souls. Yeah, I don't like the the, the collective thing is really bogus. Yeah. It's like, why? If that's how you feel, man, why you got to pull me into that? Right, because this isn't meant to be a personal expression, a personal mm-hmm. artistic expression. This is supposed to be. I mean, literally, it's just straight up manipulation, uh, like like emotional manipulation of, aren't we all fucked up? You agree with me that we're fucked up, right? Yeah. Like, it's easy like to get people to agree with that, especially people who are already in church and like have a tendency to believe they're fucked up. You know, it's basically uh, saying like American society lacks Jesus, so we're all screwed. So that's the other thing is that it does feel very like as the song goes on, it doesn't feel like he's saying we, the church, it's like we, the society, we, the Americans. Yeah. Yeah. And that becomes like crystal clear in later. Well, even songs we'll get to on this, but later Carmen stuff, like he doesn't leave any ambiguity there anymore. It's like, he's talking about USA. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I did think it was interesting Clifton and I didn't really catch it when I was listening, but you're right about the, we, because we've heard this same type of song before a million times with I, Right? right, people using I on that and making it personal. But you're right with right. Carmen. There's not really a lot of personal stuff. It's more representing no. the people, the country, whatever. And now that I think about it too, a lot. I don't think he does a lot of personal songs to himself. I mean, he's got other songs where he talks about like you. You need to do this. You need mm-hmm. to work on that. But I don't think he has a lot of songs where he's like my experience with God and stuff. I never really thought about yeah. that. Like, like, do you think Carmen's gonna admit to like? having strayed from from god i mean that's just his mm. his pride is 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 not ever going to allow that from my experience that was a yeah that was a thing with him too it it got to a point where it became like does he still believe all this and he follows this or is he like realizes that it's just a business for him now right yeah let's listen to this cut this listen to this uh amazing chorus this weird like almost grooving 80s thing to just like Worship. i just immediately picture our our music pastor at church just standing up there and singing this with the with the congregation and the choir behind yep. him you know like mm-hmm. like like it just straight that's all it is at this point that that that's a good su- uh, summary of carmen in, in general like you're like hey this is an okay song and then it's just like you you're gonna burn forever and you're like wait what <laughs> But then we do get something amazing here, which is 80 instru- 80s instrumental. 
Oh yeah. I think Karma just enjoyed grooving to this stuff. Maybe. Oh yeah. This is the stuff he made out with Grandma too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I honestly hate how much I used to like just feel that chorus though. Like when I was little, I had full on like Jesus can't moments to that song. Mm. You know what I mean? Like just fully believing it and like I need to be saved and just like almost to tears, man. Goosebumps as a kid wow. being so into that song. And now when I listen to it, I can't help but like groove to it. But I feel like that's my brain being like, hey, man, it's just vibe or else you're going to remember all the bad <laughs> stuff. <laughs> all right. I guess we should continue. Through. Really, it doesn't change much. Like like mm. we're we're two minutes into a four minute song and that's the entire song. Really. Yeah, we don't mm-hmm. need to listen to it anymore. <laughs> I'm cool with it. <laughs> all right. Moving on. All right. Best so <laughs> we're going to go to the champion off the champion. Oh. And I think. The little bit I read about Carmen, I think this is kind of what catapulted him to the next level of like Christian stardom was this album, but especially this song. And yeah. and probably this is where he realized like, oh, if I do shit like this, like more people will listen. And so this is how we get all the following like Witch's Invitation, Satan Bite the Dust, so many of these story songs that come after this. Yeah, like, and by doing this, Jay means eight minutes and 39 fucking seconds. I know. I was songs. like, oh my God, how long yeah. is this? And like, yeah. you know, I normally, and I can see Clifton did it too. I normally try to like copy and paste the lyrics into my notes just because it's easier. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> so much effort just to get that in there. Like, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, cause I, the only, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the only place that I could find the lyrics is on, um, genius and they have like ads like every other every other verse and like uh-huh. you have to like yep like okay stop copying and, and skip the ad and like it just took forever i i thankfully just listened to it on spotify and they have the lyrics as you as you can listen oh yeah and i just took bullet point notes to each part i wanted to say something about because <laughs> yeah i his song I, they, that's another thing with him that reminds me of michael jackson is like michael jackson's music videos remember they're like they were short films yeah like bad and thriller and smooth criminal and i feel like he was trying to emulate that for sure very Mm. much so there yes i agree with that this song Uh, like to me this song is a little bit of like a mishmash of like rocky and then those mm. like bad claymation type 80s horror movies with like satanic panic christianity kind of looping through it it's just like this really weird because you get the demonic (laughs) voices and like yeah yeah there's a lot in this so this yep. is this was my father's favorite Carmen song, and <laughs> I listened to this so fucking much with him. And he had this thing he did where he would like sit me down from like an early age and ex- like thoroughly explain songs to me, especially like ballads, <laughs> like Coward of the County. Like I remember him sitting there and explaining beat by beat to that song to me, and uh, like a bunch of other shit, like Children's Story by Slick Rick. I remember the same thing. The Carmen's was the biggest one he did that with, and I remember him sitting me down and basically acting out this whole song all the time and me just being enamored thinking he was the coolest dude at the time dude and like it led to him showing me all of the rockies like he went out and made my mom rent them from blockbuster and we watched all of them in a day so like that's one of the biggest good memories i have with my dad so thank you car <laughs> but yeah he fucking loved this song man like shadow boxing and shit in the living room Oh my god, dude! It was nuts. The, the demons, the voices you were talking about—he would scare the shit out of me. Be like, yeah, I'm like, ah. 
What's weird is there's not a there's not a video for this song, right? Well, he makes like a a, a actual movie about it later, right? The uh, it's it's completely different. The movie is literally just like Rocky. It's his. <laughs> I yeah, I had to watch it. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's very. There's so many weird like stereotypes in it. You know, you like. And it's it's basically his gym's getting shut down because he can't afford it, and oh, he has yeah. to do this fight to win the money, and it's just it's stupid. It's not good. So it's basically like the eighties, uh, like like youth uh, center that's getting shut down, but but for for Rocky. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> the, there's one point after he finds out that he's gonna lose the gym, he's on top of a skyscraper at sunset, and he's wearing this suit with like his shirt buttoned down, and his mom comes up to him, and she's like. I know you're going to lose the gym. I got this loan. And it's like $2,000. And he looks at her. He's like, this isn't going to do anything, mama. <laughs> and you're like, okay, a lot of things. Why is he on a roof? Why is he talking to his mom like that? It's <laughs> a weird movie, dude. <laughs> I feel like, so everything Carmen does is is derivative and cheesy because making art requires honesty Mm. right and carmen was not capable of honesty with himself (laughs) um more than anything probably right (laughs) yeah right he definitely lied about the size of his shoulders (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like you have to look at yourself when you're making art you know like you Mm -hmm. you have to you 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 have to examine yourself you have to examine the world around you and carmen wasn't about to examine anything he was just in this to for the attention and right. for for the business I think. but yeah. see i don't know if he would even well some of that he'd probably argue with but i don't know if he'd completely argue with you about that because i think he would say like this is just this is the stuff that's popular right now. And this is like a medium for the message. And I just need Mm -hmm. to reach people. And so if my goal is reaching people, I want it to be the most, you know, like whatever they're listening to in the current moment. So if this is what reaches them, that's what I'm doing. And the tragic thing there is that he's probably right. But in the end, no one appreciates Carmen. Like Carmen didn't make anything worth remembering. You know, we're we're listening to this because of the negative effect it had on us as kids, right? Like, mm. like mm. that we didn't realize at the time. You know, we're 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 doing this because of the harm of Carmen, right. not because he touched our souls. Yeah, well, it, to go towards the message thing, I think he he used to say in interviews all the time, basically, like. If I wanted to be famous, if I wanted to do this for money, I could be the next action star. I could be the next big singer, but I'm doing (laughs) this and I'm not making the money I could be making because I need to spread this message. Now, it's obvious that he said that because he wasn't those things. Right. (laughs) And he's like, I could be. (laughs) Okay, Michael Scott. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, but he definitely was, he had that mindset or he at least he liked to believe he did. Yeah, I mean, I think at least at this point in his career, he's definitely a true believer. Like, I don't think any of this is like put on and for the money. No, Maybe no, no, at some no. point it is, but yeah. he seems very genuine. And, and that's oh, not what I'm saying. Sure. I'm saying that he's incapable of making art. Like, yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Because he is about production. Yeah. 
He is, however, I do, I have to give him credit every time that I talk about him, I have to at least make sure that it's mentioned, he is a decent guitar player. Oh, I'm su- he is? Yes, he plays all his first albums, he plays the guitar himself, and he does a lot of, like, really bluesy, like, walkthroughs, like, walkdowns and stuff. It's, like, it's pretty decent. I was surprised. Like, why, So I, these epic guitar tones are his? I don't know. I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. But like the early stuff where it's like acoustic and stuff, that's all him. Okay. And it's and like, uh, cause Chaz was like, Hey, learn a couple of his songs and we could play them on the podcast. I was like, okay. And I looked at him. I was expecting him to just be like standard, like four chord bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, yeah. okay. There's some com- <laughs> complexity here. I'm surprised. <laughs> and then I watched him play it live when he was young and it's, it's surprising. Okay. Interesting. So the the opening of this song, Jay, uh, uh, it, does this sound like Witch's Invitation? Yes, in my memory it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, you listen to it every day, though, so you would know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has the same sound. It has the same instruments, whatever, you know, I think that it's like... If this is a, these synths are like the same settings on the guitar. On, on well, in that song came after this, and he was probably like, "That worked. Let's try it yeah. again." Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> the guy playing the synth just forgot to change the setting. When he listened back later, he's like, <laughs> "You son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I think he just it worked. Like Jay said, it worked, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Don't change it," you know. Yep. Yeah. I fast forwarded this part when I was listening to it alone. It creeped me out. Interesting. Interesting. I think it's supposed to make you feel like awe and wonder, but it's not. In the vast expanse (laughs) of a timeless place where silence ruled the outer space. This reminded me of Star Trek. It stood. (laughs) The symbol (laughs) of a spirit war between the the one name. The first, the original Star Trek opening is a little creepy. The ultimate of good. I'm gonna stop there. I mean, I I just want to jump in real quick. Like, to be fair, this is this came out in 1985. Music videos again. I, we don't even think he made a music video for this originally because in the Christian world, like they were few and far between at this point. They were yeah. not easy to see even when they were made. Um, I don't think any other uh, artist. I'm putting air quotes. Uh, <laughs> did stuff like this like at the time hearing this you're probably what like this was just so different you know um again i'm not like saying it's a great work of art but i just think like in the christian market hearing something like this was like whoa what what what's he doing here you know yeah yeah it's definitely different from what you're usually hearing like yeah michael w smith exactly but this is eighty five, and Thriller was released in eighty three. I think I think this is pulling hard. Oh, oh yeah, thriller. of course. But yeah. still, I mean, it made it Christian. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And that's the point. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. So one thing I want to point out here is that uh, the the lyrics are that this is going to be a, a a symbol of a spirit war between the one named Lucifer and the Morning Star, the ultimate good. You guys, Lucifer and the Morning Star are the same fucking thing. That's what I thought. Do we think that Carmen maybe worships Satan? <laughs> God, I wish that had been true. It would have been the greatest twist ever. <laughs> he comes out right before he dies. Oh. It's like, yeah. 
<laughs> that's amazing that's why he wears those big suits because underneath he just wears like all the regalia for it <laughs> all the pendants and stuff yeah he's got he's got runes tattooed on his body <laughs> that's how he knew about so much stuff to put in that witch's invitation exactly yeah right yeah. it's all from experience <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna push play again because this is a weird song enveloped by a trillion planets Clean as lightning and hard as granite. A cosmic coliseum would host the end of the war between the Lord of sin and death and the omnipotent creator of man's first breath who will decide who forever will be the champion. I mean, I hate it. Okay, look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have goosebumps. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. But it is somewhere between like like Thriller and whatever the, I can't remember the theme, the theme song of Rocky is. You know? Yeah, Gonna Fly. Yeah, I wrote that in my thing because there's a part later on too in the breakdown of the song where like Jesus is getting the absolute shit kicked out of him. <laughs> and then he gets up and it's like plays like this. Dang, 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 dang. Yeah, and it's yeah. like literally just the same. It's Rocky. <laughs> he does that quite a bit too, just straight up stealing shit. Yeah, right. And he's like, what are you going to do, Stallone? I got Jesus on my side. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I just want to say lyrically, this song, and we'll talk more about it in a minute, I'm sure, but it, it's kind of about, you can probably guess, it, is about like. Jesus defeating Satan, boxing match, all that stuff. But one thing I I thought was weird, and I, I guess I do this a lot now with stuff I used to believe, is like, you know, he talks about Lucifer and, and the fall a little bit and all that, you know, and, and I, I kind of got curious and was like, what is actually in the Bible about this? And surprise, <laughs> surprise, not much. Like, no. most of what? this shit's just been, like, mixed up and added to. And and so, like, what's actually in the Bible about, like, Lucifer as an angel and all that is not very clear at all. And, in fact, mm-hmm. like, if you're Jewish, you interpret the stuff in Isaiah about it quite a bit differently than Christians do because they add right. on, like – something about i saw satan fall from heaven you know something from luke and then they add some stuff from revelation into it and reinterpret it so it's like mm-hmm. he's making it sound like this is crystal clear just like very and it's it's not at all <laughs> well, right. but and i think the reason to point out that this is so pentecostal is because it is pentecostalism rewrites everything like this right and makes it a an in stone kind of theology Whereas you're right, Jay, it's just like you have to like pick and choose three different partial sentences from the Bible and construct an entire history, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does that a lot in his songs where he just kind of changes things to fit his agenda. We we had to break down a few things where it just didn't make sense with what we were taught in church. But he kind of does it to a degree where you wouldn't even really notice it if you weren't paying attention. And a lot of the time it ends up going back to the Christian nationalism thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it can be subtle. Like you have to, you know, it's, it's, and he sings it with such, such conviction mm-hmm. that you're like, oh yeah, it's, that must be biblical, but it's not, it's, it is Carmen's 
weird ass whatever Pentecostal church he was part of interpretation. Right. Yeah, and it's he getting back to the Christian nationalism thing, he very much divides people into like good and evil. And I'm mm-hmm. I think we'll probably get to it just a second in the lyrics of the song, but I was very like wait what like because he named some specific people in these lyrics yeah. and it like yeah, very clearly who's that. good and who's evil and i was like uh interesting yeah the audience for the fight of the ages was assembled and in place the angels came in splendor from a star. The saints that had gone before were there, Jeremiah, Enoch, Job. They were singing the song of Zion on David's heart. The demons arrived, offensive and vile, cursing and blaspheming God, followed by their trophies, dead and gone. Hitler, Napoleon, Pharaoh, Tormented and vexed, they grieved, waiting for their judgment from the throne. <laughs> so, so the saints that had gone before, and I like that they were saints, even though were there saints before Jesus? Anyways, were <laughs> Jeremiah, Enoch, and Job, just those ones, I guess. And uh, hey, Job deserves trope- whatever he can get. Man, he went through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> true. 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 I, I, you know, Enoch, I understand, but then like Jeremiah is just a weird choice. I like, isn't Jeremiah just like the guy who came back from Babylon to rebuild the the walls around Jerusalem? I thought he was a bullfrog. I'll see myself. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, my Old Testament memory is not that great, but honestly, based upon the next line we're probably going to talk about about the bad ones. Yes. I think it's probably just Jeremiah. He needed those syllables and it, it fit like, Maybe. cause yeah. he seems pretty lazy on who he lumps together on this. Cause yeah, this like, one's even, the, the bad guys are even better. Hitler. Okay. I understand Hitler, right? <laughs> Napoleon. I mean, Napoleon was responsible for a lot of deaths, but he was just kind of the last in a long line of European con- conquerors. Right. Like, mm. why single him out versus... Yeah. There's a lot of other examples he could be using. <laughs> yeah. The next one is Pharaoh. You guys remember that, that guy named Pharaoh? Yeah. I'm like... One, that one guy? Isn't that just yeah. like one saying guy? president? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, king. That one guy, king. Yeah, right. <laughs> I assume he means the Pharaoh of, of the Exodus story. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's, he's, yeah. That's why I assume. And then, <laughs> and then the last one is maybe the weirdest of all of these, which is Capone. Al Capone, I assume we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. That's just Is 100%. this around the time when, when Geraldo Rivera was opening up Al Capone's uh, vault or whatever? <laughs> I, I gotta look this up. Just trying to be topical. Well, I mean, <laughs> He is Italian American Clifton Carmen, so that's, you know maybe he's just going back to his roots. Mm-hmm. That's Actually, all. Actually, that's is. right after this. Geraldo's uh, Rivera thing was in 1986. I don't so even he, know what you're talking about, Clifton. With that, I mean, I know who Al Capone <laughs> is, and I know who Geraldo. I can't even say his name, but it I know who just they are. A, but like, it was a stupid like. <laughs> I like, remember. Like, yeah, it was a stupid like um, attention like a special, grabbing yeah. thing. 
And, yeah, and, and Geraldo Rivera opened up Al Capone's – there was nothing in it, by the way, from what I remember. Um, it was really anticlimactic. Yeah, it was like a barrel of something in there. That was it. <laughs> I think I think that uh, Jay hit it on the head. I think that's him just being like, remember, I'm Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> But like even in American history, there's bigger villains than this. Oh yeah, you know? right. I mean, <laughs> I, I just it's just it's such a weird choice on 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 who to. But it, it I think uh, one thing it does though is it's a very clear like dividing line, like right yeah. and wrong, mm-hmm. and that that's the only way to kind of do this like Christian nationalism. This kind of thing is like we're oh, yeah. right, they're wrong, and Carmen Carmen has no room for gray area in anything. No, it's yeah. always just very clear cut. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no, I disagree with that person. It is, mm-hmm. it is, they are evil or they're not evil. Yeah. Yeah. It also kind of reads like uh, somebody who is like taught only like a Becca book stuff. Like they don't know a lot about real history. They're just like, here's some bad guys. <laughs> no, that's such a good point. Right. Yeah. Like I'm just that. I mean, and that's a whole other thing with his stuff is it's just not like based in any deep historical study or deep theological study of stuff it's yeah, more just yeah. like yeah good and bad okay cool it, it, it reminds me of that that saying uh, for conspiracy theory is that that everything can be a conspiracy theory when you don't understand how anything works yeah you know? <laughs> true that's some truth <laughs> yeah so when you understand the world is is basically nothing at all it's just everything can can be you know wrapped up in your own in, in whatever envelope you want to put around it yeah. mm-hmm Oh, the other thing Let's I was going to say is why these oh. four dudes at the same time, like what happened in all of space and time where these four guys at the same time were just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, these, these are the four. <laughs> no Genghis Khan, you know. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> you know, no, uh, no Mussolini, no. Like um, Vlad the Impaler, no like, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so many choices, right? <laughs> Lenin, you know, Lenin's responsible for more deaths than probably any of these people. Mm. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Al Capone like, in the I, end. Stalin probably more than Lenin, but you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, st- yeah, okay. But Stalin, Stalin more like through inaction and Lenin more through action, I think. But okay. But like Al Capone in the Both end is bad. Like- <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but you're right. I mean, the quantity of people killed, Al Capone is like nothing compared to the right, other ones yeah. he's naming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Pharaoh right. even responsible, for, like I guess if we take the <laughs> biblical story for Pharaoh, you know, but like God is the one who killed those people. I was Pharaoh. literally about to say that was it God the murderer in that story? <laughs> yeah, and not only that, like like God took away Pharaoh's free will. Like if you go read the story, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Like God took away Pharaoh's free will, and so you can't even blame this on Pharaoh. Ah, oh, shit! The Calvinists were right, and he murdered his son. <laughs> This is bullshit. <laughs> a lot of sons. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a whole other thing. That story scared the absolute shit out of me. I was the oldest. Yeah, oh my god! I remember looking yeah, at my parents. I'm like, is this? I'm. Just, you guys are cool with this? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We're gonna kill. A, we're gonna kill an animal and, and paint its blood on the doorway. I mean, we're, <laughs> right. We're, we're gonna follow the magic incantation, Donovan. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're set, buddy. You're set. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's continue on here. Then a chill swept through the mammoth crowd, and the demons squealed with glee as a sordid, vulgar, repulsive message was felt. Arrogantly prancing hands held high, draped in a spark. 
Again, here, just like in Witch's Invitation, he all he describes for Jesus is resplendent glory appeared the Son of God, but he gives all this, uh, you know, kind of build up and description of Satan, and he honestly oh, yeah. kind of makes him seem cooler. Like it's just like <laughs> in like Witch's Invitation, where this guy could do all this cool stuff, and then like you know they talk about God, and there's like they don't really mention anything. It's just that's going to continue as a theme through this song, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, that that just adds fuel to the fire of you saying he might have been a secret Satanist because he does that in like all of his songs. But that goes back to the homoerotic thing, too, because some of them are just like Satan was ripped as hell. You're like, what? <laughs> I do like the uh, the piano there. Let me let me rewind just a little bit. That comes in right at that that other verse. Uh... Illuminating the universe. It right near, right near, right near, right near. That thing right there. That's that's pretty. Yeah, that is. All right, I'm going to continue on here because it's not very much happening right now. I will say the next line is then a persona, yes, extraordinaire appeared in the center ring. A persona? (laughs) Is that the word we're looking for? Carmen, did you did you want to pull out a dictionary maybe for a second and figure out the right word? I think it was like. Uh, it's God. Shit, I can't say person. Uh, what do I say? Persona. <laughs> That's, that is probably one hundred percent what happened. <laughs> oh, I can't say guys a man. <laughs> Persona, the aspect of someone's character that is present to or perceived by others. That's how in the world does that? Anyways, it's fine. It's fine, Carmen. Good job. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> this always, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Guts. This sounds like the theme song to Guts from Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> Then a persona, yes, extraordinaire, appeared in center ring. God the Father will oversee the doom. Opening the book of life, each grandstand hushed in awe. As majestically he said, now here's the rules. He'll be wounded for their transgressions, bruised for iniquities. When he said by his stripes they're healed, the devil shook. He screams, Sickness is my specialty. I hate that healing junk. God said, You shut your face. I wrote the book. <laughs> such, <laughs> such a badass. <laughs> There's, I feel like, I think that Carmen thought that Clint Eastwood oh, yeah. was, was God. That's, yeah, yeah, that's spot on for sure. <laughs> Peak masculinity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I I just I hate how yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna ask you. Remind us. Did Carmen have boxing in his past? No, not that I remember. Okay, not, good. Not at because, all. Because there's gonna be a real misunderstanding of the rules of boxing coming up here pretty soon. <laughs> Chaz got into this as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's keep going. <laughs> then the father looked at his only son and said, You know the rules. Your awesome. blood will cleanse their sin and calm their fear. Cool dad pointed his finger at Satan and said, and I know you know the rules. You've been twisting them to deceive my people for years. Satan cried, I'll kill you, Christ. You will never win this fight. The demons wheezed. That's right. There ain't no jeered. Is Carmen doing these voices? I think so. <laughs> I think so. It sounds like I'm just pitched up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I like just just on the voices real quick. I I uh, remember, you know, this is this always happens, right? One of my friends' older brothers told us that he knew somebody that had actually seen a demon and it oh it was so scary and so and, and like I don't know if he said they sounded like this, but I just imagined it sounded like this. And again, like all the 80s movies that you're watching yes. at the time. And again, Frank Peretti, Satanic Panic. Like this was just so like all part of that. And like when you thought of demons at that time, this is exactly what you thought. Yeah, of. Mm-hmm. it was an interpretation. It was reality. Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, here's one of my favorite ones. Same Jesus. I'm on I'm gonna Jesus bust you up tonight. Go ahead. Yeah, that's definitely not make my day. Go ahead and make my day once again. Some Clint Eastwood Jesus here. Yeah, my dad thought that was so fucking cool. <laughs> Dude, like, my dad used to scare the shit out of me doing the demonic parts of this. I'm not kidding. <laughs> He's not a good dude. Go listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> did he did he like just quote these things or did he make no. up other things for them to say? No, he was quoting them, but he was acting it out like like mouthing it and he was like physically acting it out too, like in front of oh, me. Like as a little kid, like and I'm like, ah <laughs> So that's really weird, man. But then like jumping to the <laughs> son of God and then all of a sudden like making me feel like, oh my God, you know, so it was really emotionally <laughs> weird. <laughs> Because that shit, when that happened, when he did the son of God thing, I remember just like losing my mind, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff worked on me. (laughs) The bell, the crowd, the fight was on, and the devil leaped in fury with all his evil tricks. He threw his jabs of hate and lust, a stab of pride and envy, but the hands that knew no sin blocked everyone. Forty days and nights they fought, and Satan couldn't touch him. Now the final blow saved for the final round. Prophetically, Christ's hands Forty days and nights they fought, and Satan couldn't touch him. Is this... isn't that how long Jesus been out in the desert? Yep. Yeah. It, okay. 
<laughs> I want to know Which what is, Jazz Yeah, I mean, you just thought he was, he was in the desert, Clifton. Clearly, <laughs> he's having he was, an epic he, intergalactic battle. <laughs> PPV. PPV. <laughs> but what's uh, what doesn't make any sense here is that, okay. Wait, wait, wait. A, There's just one thing that doesn't make any sense. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, the one thing. <laughs> about the 40, about the 40 days thing, right? Because okay, okay, was 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 Jesus fighting Satan out in the desert for 40 days? That's kind of what's implied a little bit. Yeah. He's being tempted, right? Am I wrong or do Pentecostals also believe that Jesus's quote-unquote ministry lasted 40 days kind of like when he went to Jerusalem? Hmm. Eh. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. I never thought about that. All right, let's keep going. for the final round. Prophetically, Christ. Wait, what does it mean to prophetically bring your hands down? Sorry. <laughs> I think it means it's going to have a bigger, like, it's going to be even stronger, bigger impact than just the actual physical act of it. Hmm. Sounds like a bunch of. Christian like, if I'm prophetically drinking this tea right now, it's like, you know, if it means some crazy but, shit's going to happen later with the, you know. But like, prophetic is a word that has a meaning. Yeah, this but, isn't it. Come on, Clifton. <laughs> You're asking too much. Then you just call God a persona. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Look, this is the only thing Carmen's doing here is putting words to things. He has a job. <laughs> the blow of death fell Jesus. The devils roared in victory. The saints shocked and perplexed as wounds appeared upon his hands and feet. Then Satan kicked him in his side and blood and water flowed. And they waited for the ten count of defeat. You guys ready for this? This part blew my mind. God the Father turned his head, his tears announcing Christ was dead. The ten count would proclaim the battle's end. Then Satan trembled through his sweat in unexpected horror. Yet, as God started the count by saying, Ten. Hey, wait a minute, God. Nine. You're counting wrong. Eight. Is he counting wrong because he's going backwards? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I think I so. I think it's supposed to go one, two, three. Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> I'm stupid. So we did the countdown, and then Jesus was alive the whole time, I guess. He's faking. Yeah. He's like, gotcha. Guys, <laughs> it's like, I'm not a boxing person, but like, do you win by not getting killed? <laughs> yeah, I think. That's just like, you don't have to do anything to the other person. You just yourself have to not die, and that's how you win. Yeah, yeah in, this, in this match, for sure. 
I'm gonna apply that logic to everything, especially when I lose yeah. like video games and stuff. I'm alive. I won. <laughs> just like, just like, walk out the front door. I won. <laughs> I left the house. Do you know what? Some days probably not a bad way to do things. Let's be honest. Some We've all had our moments. You're right. We're struggling with some mental health. Just start doing right. that. <laughs> just it's it's such a weird. I don't know. Let's keep going. We're almost done. Okay, I want to. I'm going to go back to the demonic voices just for a second. I I feel like <laughs> the only reason that is okay on this is because it's so blatantly, you know, Christian story of Jesus triumphing, all that. Clifton and I, maybe it will get released <laughs> one day. We did a um um for our Patreon. We did a your music damned us one about talking about like you know music we weren't supposed to listen to but we did right uh growing up and we talked about <laughs> twisted sister and like oh, nice. you know there are songs on like that song you're gonna burn in hell is actually like pretty christian when you look at the lyrics but yeah. because of like the packaging and you know d snyder yeah. like twisted sister like no one would ever i mean you would be like you're going to hell immediately if somebody found that tape like in your car or something okay. at at church <laughs> but yet like in a lot of ways like what the hell's going on here you've got it's just like i don't know it's just interesting how stuff is okay because like oh well carmen's doing it and it's got jesus attached to it so we can have all these th this stuff but you know mm -hmm. in any other form this would have been seen as like really demonic and satanic and yeah yeah that's very true i didn't think about that especially the way he's doing the voices and shit i i i also just want to point out that ending where he's doing the countdown it's still like muscle memory. I got goosebumps with it again from when I was like a kid and it like yeah. grossed me out. Like, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's disgusting. I remember crying to that, like just being so moved and being like, yeah, <laughs> this is, this is just, this, this is what we all need to be. He's, he fought for us and all this. Yeah. It sucks. And, and musically it's designed to evoke that emotion. Totally. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you know, yeah. and, and, and not, even lyrically, like you said, like all Jesus did here was not die. <laughs> You're right. He literally didn't. Did he even speak? I don't think he even no. spoke this song. God nope. spoke he didn't for even him. Shocker. He didn't even punch <laughs> Satan. Come on. <laughs> he just dodged him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then, then uh, Satan just got him with one crazy left hook and kicked him in the side. <laughs> Actually, Clifton, that's a good point. He doesn't. And I, I know. Duh, I know what story this is based on, but like he doesn't actually like attack Satan, but we're going to get to Satan bite the dust in a minute. Right. And like, it's interesting, the evolution of Carmen, which I think shows like just evangelical Christianity at the time too, getting really masculine yes. and like, you know, all about war and all this yeah, stuff yeah. because yeah, you see a shift where it's more about like going on the offense rather than just being defensive. 
Yeah, that's actually something that I want to talk about uh, on our show one day is like really getting to like, like obviously toxic masculinity has always been in the church, but there was a point where it got like really weird and like super machismo and shit. And mm-hmm. I, I really want to talk about that stuff. Like uh, what's what's like those guys that were the bodybuilders? I, uh, power team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, yeah. The power team. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> have, have you have you read have you have you read have you read um, um, uh, Jesus and John Wayne? No. <laughs> yeah. Recommend it. It's uh, it's it pretty revealing great. of how all this stuff like and how we ended up with Trump and the church was like, yeah, like it's, I mean, it's, a, it's an actual academic exploration of, of, of toxic masculinity and Christianity. Oh, my God. Yeah. Perfect. Then. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to check that out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah um can we like just for my sake because i like it chronological can we do god's got an army and then satan by let's the do dust? it i'm cool with and and i Good, just because like, i need to cleanse my palate here a little bit right yeah. and so this is the lead off <laughs> off of maybe the next because i think i think carmen had like a live album or something after the champion i think this is his next real studio album four mm. years it took him four years to write this sorry i know hey man <laughs> Wow. And this no, is please continue. Track. I would really like to hear what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> with the effort that with the effort that Carmen put into these albums, there's no reason that he shouldn't be releasing two every year. You're two right. original music albums every year. He, I think when, he was releasing like uh, multiple compilations, and oh no, that might have been DC Talk. They did no, that no, stuff too, where they, they were releasing. Did. Yeah, they were like two best ofs in the same year. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. <laughs> I just want to say, though, when Donovan messaged us and wanted to change um, the song from America again to God's Got an Army immediately, this like I could hear the song. I realized that's how much I must have listened really? to this. Yeah. I've never heard because this. Because I was like, I'm going to be honest, I was singing it this morning as I was making breakfast, which is like really embarrassing. <laughs> God's got an army. No, I was like, oh, my God, I Definitely have not listened to this in over 30 years and still remember yeah, the first verse exactly. And I remember thinking, like, you know, I'm 10 or 11, like, this is so cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> and what, but what's like, okay, the music's funny and terrible. What's like disturbing though is like the message behind it, yeah. right? And oh, me yeah. getting all amped up about this, yep. you're like, ah, oh, no wonder we ended up where we did as a country now. Like, yes. oh, yeah. God. When we covered this song, this was this in America again specifically were the ones where I was like, oh, oh, we were being taught some really crazy things to believe and stand up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cool. This song was, though, was one of my favorites because like a, a back to the sound alike thing. The intro to this reminds me of Black Cat by Janet Jackson, which is like one of my favorite songs. Interesting. But it's also very reminiscent of Cult of Personality by Living Color. So Interesting. Like my, my, com- my note on the opening to this is that it sounds like modern day country music, which is an indictment of oh, modern day country music. Wow. More than, more than Interesting. Okay. I'm going to have to look. Okay. That shit, it does. <laughs> look in my eyes. <laughs> God's got an army, not afraid to fight. Soldiers of the cross and children of the light. Warriors of righteousness with healing in their hands. God's got an army marching through the land. 
<laughs> it's not even a word. <laughs> you think it'd be like hallelujah or Jesus, but it's just ha. <laughs> that whole thing, man, it sounds like even like Rhythm Nation kind of, you know what I mean? It's so weird to me. No. Just, you don't know Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson? No. Oh, man. No, sorry. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's just very poppy and like that, like, well, it's the same thing. It's just like, it's like a, a like, it looks like an army thing. You know what I mean? It's just a bunch of people in the line dancing and stuff. Rhythm Nation. And then like, the, I wonder when that one came out. Can you look that up when Rhythm Nation came out? Because he probably like stole that sheet. Rhythm Nation, 89. When did that same one come year. out? Same year? I've got a feeling. Oh, we're going to play it? Yeah. And if you watch the video, it's almost exactly the same. They're at a foundry. Bound together through our beliefs. We are like-minded individuals sharing a common vision, pushing toward a world with compromise. I see this song is about like everybody coming together through dance. Same shit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even, I forgot the video was like this. Literally the video for this is them in a foundry and they're all like working on like pipes and stuff. I didn't even remember that. That's crazy. God, you just totally. Is there there a video for the Carmen one? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of a different one, I guess. He's got too many videos for a Christian artist. We've discussed that. All right. Uh, I just speaking we... of videos, this seems like the type of song that people made videos of, though. Like churches, I'm yes. sure, did like oh, choreographed yeah. performances to this. This is. Exactly I'm kind of disappointed that that's, we're not finding that on YouTube immediately. Yeah, oh my god, this is totally that type of thing that they would do. <laughs> You're right. Did those like live performances where they mouthed it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's not much to this song. I do. Let's let's listen to the first verse here. Of what he'll do when we are strong in Jesus to a whole a generation. The world won't be the same tomorrow because we are here today. The kingdom of hell is gonna feel sorrow because I objectively bad like that's for <laughs> carmen for carmen that's objectively bad i 
I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt lyrically when I was first listening through this, and I was like, God's got an army, okay, like, this is some, he's looking at this spiritually, blah, 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 and then you get to the Mm. second verse where he says, you know, we're a people with ears to hear and hearts to respond to the spiritual needs of the nation, and I was like, ah, shit, okay, it's clear, (laughs) he's not meaning, like, church, it's the country, Mm. Um, and then, you know, you just played a part, uh, our war cry is worship and praise, the problem is, I feel like people... (laughs) would miss that part they get really amped up yeah blah, blah, blah. like oh worship and pray like they just kind of that's the part that gets forgotten like it's more like but that's no, really war. yeah you know he's yeah, not saying yeah. that's their war actions he's saying that's their war cry mm, that's a good point okay so he's saying that when you worship and praise you should be thinking about war okay that's a great point and, and it gets even more violent later in the lyrics yes I'll touch on yeah that, but yeah yeah he also like uh does this thing where he like flattens the like meaning and the severity of shit like the like war like oh yes. you know we can go to war every day we don't go to war every day when we <laughs> praise jesus it's not the same thing and it's almost like kind of like it, it's it feels like manipulation to a degree where it's like hey if shit gets real you gotta be ready you know what i mean yeah you bring up such a good point because we would say that a lot like spiritual warfares around us we go to war all the time like mm. all that stuff and, and it it gets in your brain and you just when you start seeing the world that way then it's not much of a jump to start thinking like oh democrats are demon rats that's yep. all bad yeah. you know like i mean <laughs> right. really like then people just it, it doesn't take much of a push for people to start mm. really seeing like everything else but the church world is actual actual real evil then something must be done about it yep yeah let, let's listen to the second the second verse here i really wish you would have chose a word for that the apostles and prophets are speaking forth the flames of revival they are burning like old joshua we're marching out So those those lyrics are the apostles and prophets are speaking forth flames of revival they're burning like old Joshua went mar- went marching out to possess there's no way our minds will be turning there's joy in the battle so we commence to change this nation's course the kingdom of god suffering violence and the violent take it by force he's very much Man. painting a picture here of well first off like old Joshua went marching out to possess, like, you know, when Joshua went to fucking destroy everything in front of him and kill everybody as commanded by God, leave no, leave no one alive, <laughs> you know, no, no, no stone unturned. Right. Um, and then there's joy in the battle. Yeah. And then he very much paints a picture here of the kingdom of God is suffering violence. So we're in the violent take it by force. So we need to respond to that. Which is followed up just a few minutes, like a minute later, by this means war. It's really upsetting, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. 
how much we were just jamming to this as kids and teens and being like, <laughs> hell yeah, brother. <laughs> and what's the what's the violence here? Like, like, think back to 89. Like, what violence was being perpetrated on the church? None. Satan. None. Satanic panic. The secret yeah. of Clifton. You had to watch out for it. It was in the, I think that's the thing. It was like in the culture, right? Like the stuff right. you had to worry about was cultural. Yep. Right. Which, which is, but he's saying the, the violent take it by force. He's not saying, Hey, it's cultural. He's saying this is war. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's, it's weird. <laughs> I'm thinking like there's a Petra album. This means war too, that I liked back in the day. Like it's interesting how much of this was just all over the place back then in Christian culture. Isn't it weird too? Like when you think about like uh, secular bands and shit, they would have albums like "This Means War" and it had a totally different meaning to you. Like, oh, like, yeah. oh this is metal. It means like we have to fight for. It, it just did. It's it's so like that kind of like I feel like that also kind of like downplayed it. Like Carmen's "This Means War" to us, you know what I mean? Where we're just like, oh, I don't know. Right. I feel like I'm justifying it to myself as why I was so no, okay with but this. you're not wrong, you're not wrong though because in in the secular environment this means war means we have to fight for something right yeah whereas this says like joshua went out marching to possess okay joshua was 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 commanded to leave no one alive and no stone unturned mm. right this isn't this isn't hey we're going to fight for what's right this is we're going to utterly destroy our enemies yeah yeah it it makes me think about like i don't know if you guys had this in your churches but we always had like kids musicals and like little productions and stuff and it like yeah it was always focused on stuff like joshua or old testament stuff mm-hmm. it was never like <laughs> jesus like, and the attitudes like, and you know pacifism and yeah, stuff because that I think, they gotta they gotta indoctrination in that stuff young or else you're gonna realize wh- how toxic it is yeah it's just there's so many <sighs> sunday school songs about being in the lord's army too yeah yeah that like and you're right yeah. jay none about the fucking beatitudes right nothing like, about how the meek will inherit the earth mm-hmm. or turn the other cheek but what's i'm also thinking though like the 80s like man that was a big time for like action movies and stuff even outside the church this was just like yeah masculine america right i mean it's just this is the era of like rambo and arnold schwarzenegger yeah. and just all this like america's a hero like I don't know. It's gross. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're right. But I, I want to I once again so say that, Donovan, you're right in that in the secular world, when you're fighting for something, you're fighting for an outcome. Right. This isn't fighting for an outcome. This is fighting to demolish everything that is not what you believe in. Yeah. Everything. And it goes people. back to that black and white thinking you guys were talking about earlier. Like good and evil, yeah. there's no in between. Right. You're either with us or against us. And the, I think the Christian church is like the biggest example of that. <laughs> You're either with us or against us. <laughs> yeah. If you told me that was Carmen, these guitars here, I'd be like, fuck you. Dude, when <laughs> Chaz told me before I even saw him, he's like, he actually plays guitar. I was like, no way. And I watched. And so I wouldn't be surprised if that's he plays live like a lot guitar on his concert. Alright, what's about to come up here? Once again, very 
toxic um what's the word i'm looking for here uh uh, uh <sighs> grooming buddy how many, <laughs> how many churches stole that last bit <laughs> yeah that's just yeah. So, ah, vacation bible school and youth group and sunday school full of that last little bit jeez louise i'm glad i didn't experience that much of this in my i can't other than that yeah, church camp i don't think carmen ever showed up in my youth group or church oh man i found which is very weird we do we do a little segment at the beginning of our episodes where we ask for forgiveness, where we ask for mm-hmm. we just say a prayer about something stupid we've done and we ask Jesus to forgive us. I don't remember if I think I've said it, but I stole a Carmen VHS from my church because they had like a in their room, like in their little like a uh, back room where they had all the like their yeah. like communion plates and like offering plates and everything. They had like a little like a little rack of VHSs with like uh, Adventures and Odyssey and stuff, and I saw a Carmen tape and I stole it. So I watch that all the time. <laughs> Where was I going with that? (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Do we have to do the next song? Sunday School. That's what we were talking about. (laughs) We do. Because it's like maybe one of his biggest, right? We can come back and do it later. We can have Donovan back on and do the video for Satan Bite the Dust. Oh, Mm -hmm. man. I'd be totally cool with that. That's one of my favorite things in the world. All right. Good. We're going to wrap up here. Okay. I can't tell if Clifton's serious or not. I guess he is. I can't I'm either. serious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Please leave so all of that There's only so much Carmen I can take. Yeah, please Clifton leave all of this Carmen in. Anymore. Don't cut any of this. <laughs> I want to hear people see you break down. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's so I understand, bad. man. And, and, okay. Yeah. So technically, we've only done 80s Carmen. We haven't crossed into the 90s Carmen Ooh. yet. So, uh, yeah, we'll have Donovan on to do the music video, which is... Um, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Just it's another, so good. yeah. It's so racist. It's it's the worst. <laughs> 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 there, I, I, I will tell you a little story about it really quick, though. The, this was like... Uh, when my sister came up here to Wisconsin for my wedding, it was about uh, eight years ago. We were sitting in my living room. We were just watching YouTube. And then randomly... I was like, you remember that song, Satan Bite the Dust, that we used to listen to all the time? And she's like, yeah. And I put it on, and we remembered every word. And we were, like, <laughs> watching it together and, like, like saying it verbatim, but we were, like, doing it, like, like one note, like, tone, you know, like, say, party's over, shut them down. And my wife was in the room. She's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> she was so freaked out. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy is really deep in my freaking brain. <laughs> Oh yeah, I I am glad that my experience with Carmen was short and almost singular. I did own one of his albums. I think I think the standard may have been the only album of his I owned when I was a kid, and mm. and very quickly got over it. Thankfully, <laughs> um, I can't imagine having Carmen in your life from childhood. From like oh, being, man. 
I think a lot of people did, though. I know, Mm -hmm. I know. That was the other thing is he was he was from like he was bigger in the 80s and stuff. And so when I was listening to him, like in the early 2000s, it was like no one from my generation was listening to this dude. They were just like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, come on, guys. (laughs) The Holy Ghost hop. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any final thoughts here? I was just going to say, I think like one of the things with me and I bet it was this way for a lot of people was like again you know i'm like 11 but carmen seemed really cool especially songs like we just heard but mm-hmm. it was like okay to listen to that too because he was so blatantly christian so my parents were definitely okay with it and so i think he like you know he was just something that a ton especially of like preteens probably got yeah. into mm-hmm. into the church and like i mean as we've talked about that shit like goes deeper than you think you know oh, yeah. and so um honestly carmen's fucked up a lot thousands and thousands of people um (laughs) yeah unfortunately i I do think there's a point at which carmen started targeting preteens yeah was it the carmen yo kids albums (laughs) i'm gonna say i do find it interesting though that even before he started targeting preteens his music was very preteen like it it was it it caught the imagination of preteens Mm-hmm. right like yeah. like there's something there's some kind of arrested development to carmen that yeah yeah you know that that and once again because he's not an artist who's going to be honest you know <laughs> yeah so you, you 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 have a very limited emotional palette to work with right yeah yeah and in the top 40 thing like emulating all that stuff definitely helped with that too with like getting the kids and stuff to listen more and the, and also to go with what you were saying, Jay, like with your parents, they were more cool to listen to that stuff with you because of what it was. Right. So you, you that was kind of like a thing that would sometimes would become like a moment for you and your parents where you're like, we're listening to the same song and enjoying this together. So that was another thing that would come with that. But yeah, I also want to say that I don't think that Carmen would appreciate you guys using the term targeting preteens. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what he did. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm still okay with it. And it also, oh yeah, when he did when he did the Yo Kids album when that came out, that was I'm pretty sure that was around the same time as uh, uh Opposites Attract video came out with MC Scat Cat and that uh, Yo Kids had like the cartoon right. cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, this he was the best man. Just like he he was the human embodiment of taking silly putty to a comic. And like getting the comic on it, <laughs> it's a little yeah, warped. It's good. discolored, but I can make then, it out. And then stretching it and, yeah. and laughing at it. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Donovan, when did when did you realize that Carmen was uh, not cool? Uh, June of this year. <laughs> I held out hope, bro. I was like, "Hey, man, he was just a corny Christian." You know, he was just—he just made some corny music. And then when we started doing our series, man, it—it it, it messed with my brain for sure. Like, I literally yeah. had to take some days to really process a lot of stuff because it was just the further into his music you go, that honestly, even the happier it sounds, the darker it gets, and the and the the meaning behind some of his songs is pretty crazy. Like he has a song called 1955, I think, and he like references oh, yeah. pretty much uh, how life was way better back in those days and stuff. And it's very subtle, mm-hmm. but it's very racist. You know, it's very weird. 
<laughs> and he just thought he just has a lot of songs like that. And I never realized it. So, yeah, he's not a good dude. <laughs> and if he was born in 56, that's like the year before he was born. Right. Yeah, man. He doesn't even he wasn't even alive. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. I can't Im- I can't remember how many times I said make America great again while we were covering that song. Because <laughs> that's yes. like that song just felt like that. It was just like would be in the commercial <laughs> for that ad campaign. Right. And like <laughs> that that concept is not new. I mean, like literally since since like the Happy Days show, like we've had that concept of mm-hmm. don't you wish we were in that simpler time when we didn't have to admit that we were horrible to black people and and that they existed and that other people exist who aren't exactly like me and I didn't have to realize that the world exists outside of my face, you know, anyways. Yeah. Well, I didn't apply it to happy days and now I'm feeling even sadder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any, uh, you know, thoughts here? Well, um, for those that don't know what happened to Carmen, yeah, uh, Donovan, wh- where is Carmen now? Uh, he died in 2020. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> his last couple of uh, posts on his Facebook were uh, he did a uh, pro-Trump song. Um, oh, God. Did he really? That, yeah, that was of like one of his last things. He did a song for Trump, and he fully endorsed him, and then he ended up dying like a couple months later. So I believe That's it's because funny, of that. <laughs> it's just karma. <laughs> that man like that's just to the end of the the last thing that you do as a as a human being is endorse trump that's just got to be i gotta send the, i gotta find the video and send it to you guys because he's playing the guitar in it it's it's like he's just like in a back room or something and he's like just in front of a camera set up on a chair and he's playing a good acoustic guitar and singing a song about trump okay everybody for those of you that don't watch tv this is the news by the blues. Uh, President Trump blues. Here we go. <laughs> Two, three. <laughs> he came down the escalator. He said, November, I'm the man. Was going out to Washington and kicking a few cans. Trade deals are awful. Health care is a dump. Pack your bags, political hacks. I'm gonna drain the swamp, cause I'm T R U M P. The biggest upset you'll ever see. The left's gone crazy, the media's stumped. Afraid someday they'll have to say, President Trump. He said Obama was clueless. President Trump. He said, uh, I'll handle Russia. China ain't no sweat. Mexico, still don't know who they dealing with yet. To all legal aliens, hear me one and all. I got news, I'm changing the rules. I'm gonna build that wall. Why does he make us wait? While Hillary's bitter, the Donald's on Twitter making America great because he's T-R-A-U-M-P The biggest political upset you will ever see They even try to recount 
that didn't work. Actors versus electors, man, people went berserk. Blamed all the white folk in the USA. Blamed Putin, Russia, Mickey, and Minnie, even the KKK. Students cried, liberals tried, but America had its way. Now we all have to say to our commander and chief today, Mr. President Trump. Let the games begin. <laughs> it's like the only thing that ever came from his heart. Dude. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, or maybe his first album has some stuff like that, maybe. Like, you know, okay. Spirit Field Pizza and the soap opera song. <laughs> <laughs> Dude was a goofball. Okay. And I think that is important to to to, to note is that I think even in the church there's a there's a a common understanding that he was corny. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Did you say I do want corny? Corny. Yes. Oh, it sounded like you said horny, and I was. Well, like, that oh, too. This is like he's probably horny too. Yes. That too, for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Once again, please reference um, excommunication station. <laughs> it starts oh, with man. episode ninety-two. <laughs> there, there was a yeah. I think in our fifth episode of him, Chaz found some very scandalous stuff about like married women. And, yeah. Yeah, man, he was just going to town on some women in the church he's basically just rolling into town and doing shows at churches and just shacking up with people <laughs> seriously yeah, yeah. living the life <laughs> didn't he didn't he at, towards the towards the end of his career didn't he married like a recently divorced woman or something like that yeah i think he had two marriages in total that he kept the secret the first woman i think yeah. died and on actually i think she passed in a helicopter crash or something like that Oh wow! And then the second one, yeah, he had a second marriage that he kept a secret, and I think she would. I think they were both married before that. He like ended up breaking up their marriages, basically. Oh wow! I know one of them for sure. Maybe both. Can't remember. Homewrecker. To... Huh. Yeah, right. Isn't that funny? <laughs> wow! And, and to go to the corniness thing too. I know I mentioned his suit a lot, but his suit was kind of like a costume. To be completely honest, you know right. what I mean. And that I think that goes to the corniness of the church because it was kind of like a, uh, just like a character, like a what's a like a public access person, you know, like a Captain Kangaroo kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I that feel was like another that's true thing. With everything that Carmen did was kind of a character, right? Yeah. Like, and I don't mean that necessarily even in a bad way. No, like, no. like, you and, and, and I don't know. It, it, I, I, I think that, like. You know, when I think about how, you know, boomers and whatnot get mad at what people wear and stuff, mm-hmm. what the kids wear these days, you know, and things like things like that. I've always never understood it because it's just like, who cares? It's just self-expression. It's basically every, everything you put on is basically a costume, right? Yeah. And I think that Carmen really took that to heart that that he was he was playing a character. Yeah, yeah. We've we've we talked about that too. Where like uh certain times he like really hams it up and beefs up his like Italian accent and stuff. And other times he's oh, just yeah. normal dude with a kind of a deep voice taught, like basically preaching the gospel. 
But then other times he's just straight up getting the help himself, but talk like this. He's always there. Yeah. Jesus is my buddy. You know, it's really did weird. Did y'all cover that one stand up special that he did? No. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> where, Looks like where we're going to have to do a continuation. <laughs> what is it? I think it did was. Did you actually uh, watch it? No, I, I came across it. Um, Oh no no no! We did it with we did it with Chaz. It was in the uh, in um in that uh, rock and roll being Satan's thing, you know. Remember really? Jay? Uh, right. That 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 guy kept saying that it's okay to laugh at yourself, but you can't laugh at God. And then he showed the Carmen doing his stand-up routine. Oh my God! No, I didn't even see that. I don't even remember that. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yeah. I gotta look yeah, that and up. it was just a split second, but it's just but he 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 really pams up his uh. His Italian accent in, in, in that, yeah. Yeah, it's really crazy. There's one of his first songs, uh, it's called God Don't Care. And it's about, uh, he's talking about Noah. And he's saying, like, God don't care uh, if you're good or bad. He's going to save you or something like that. But Or not. Yeah, right. Noah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's talking about uh, God talking to Noah. And he's like, he's like, uh, what does he say? He's like, uh, he's sitting on his front porch. Uh, sitting over a fire cooking a big old meatball, and it's like talking about <laughs> Noah, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, hey Jesus, it's like really bad. <laughs> All right, well we should wrap this up here. Um, I, I know you're not used to this, but does anyone have an award to uh to give to Carmen? An award? Ooh. We usually give albums an award. Well, sometimes when we remember to prep for it. <laughs> Can we give them the Stuff Suit Award? Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. I like Best that. shoulder like, pads. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> Just an empty stuffed suit. That's Carmen. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think that's what I'm going to be for Halloween next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoulder pad man. Before we officially close out, and I know we've talked about it a lot, but Donovan, do you want to tell people where to find your podcast and anything else about you? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, if you go to XCOMPod.com, you'll find all our links. Uh, we do. Uh, we just cover basically everything we uh, dealt with in the church. We do our best to debunk things that give us like uh, anxiety and fears like the rapture and things like that. Uh, we talked about Tim LaHaye and the Left Behind series and We've covered DC talk to this crazy son of a bitch. So it's, it's fun right now. Uh, I think actually by the time this comes out, part one of our mother Teresa series will be out. And mm, yep. that is a already, we've only done one episode and the stuff Chrissy's found, man is it's disgusting and nuts. And uh, she was a bad person. I was not aware <laughs> of how bad yes. it was. You know, it was like, she was like the only Catholic in our house. that got a pass. Yep. So, and we talk about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, we do our best to find the humor in this stuff too, though. So we get a little dark sometimes, but we joke around a bunch. So, yeah, yeah go to xcompod.com uh, to find it or just look up the X Communication Station anywhere else. And, and also, please check out our, our uh, little, we do a Chick Track radio plays every Halloween. And Jane Clifton were on this year's, and it was freaking Ooh. awesome. They played a sheriff <laughs> and a deputy. Please check it out. <laughs> Yes, and I'm going to endorse the podcast again. I will say that sometimes I get a little bit behind because it is heavy. It's heavy, yeah. It's, yeah, and you yeah. guys are prolific. Are you putting out like one a week, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's impressive. I know. I don't know how they do it either. Yeah. Well, thanks. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) The subject matter makes it a little harder sometimes because sometimes when we get done, we'll text each other and be like, you good? Like, yeah, I just wasn't expecting (laughs) to get triggered that much by fucking Carmen. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It gets rough sometimes. So, yeah, just space it out if you do check it out. But my favorite series is uh, the DC Talk series and Pat Robertson. Yeah. The Pat Robinson yeah. series is my favorite. It's like, it's my baby. So go check that one out. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah. This is Maybe where Clifton and I can. Oh, no. I was going to say, this All is right. where we can't remember which who reads what part to close out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read the first part and you read the middle part. Okay. Got it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Your Music Saved Us. If you enjoyed your time with us, please leave us a review or share this episode. Visit patreon.com slash YMSU to contribute and get extended episodes. Visit our website, yourmusicsavedus.com to find out all the ways to listen. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Join our Facebook group, join, sorry, join our Facebook group, or follow us to keep up with the latest or interact with us. Send complaints and disagreements to yourmusicsavedus at gmail.com. The music in this episode is the worst is the work of Carmen and is used with come at me, bro. That's it. <laughs> All right, I bye, will everybody. from beyond the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't wait to see if YouTube uh, tries to uh, to uh, zap this episode from from all the Carmen stuff. Oh, I doubt it. We we used that the, the Carmen series was the only one where I ever did needle drops in it. And it was never an issue for us. So, oh, good. You guys okay. should be OK. <laughs> I, I think the only person that cares about that is dead. <laughs> you don't you don't think that he has an estate that's also trying to make money off of this? We talked about that, too, and I don't think so. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Jesus is my buddy.